You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. This morning we're going to talk about reclaiming the vision. Because I don't know if y'all remember or not. Can anybody remember 2020? Anybody remember COVID? Shutdowns? All of that kind of stuff? I mean... Everything's been upside down for the past few years, right? And so it's kind of like, you know, trying to figure out who you are, where you are, and getting everything back together. And man, it, it's been hard in some areas, right? It's been hard to, you know, to figure out and, and remind yourself, well, here's where I was going. And, you know, maybe, you know, we do need to change sometimes. But do I need to get back to some of the things I was doing? So that's what we're ta- talking about right here. So here, first of all, I want to start with this. Let's remember who we are. And why we are here. And I mean, I mean why we are here together right now. But I also mean why we are here as a church. If 2911 is your church, then I want you to hear this, okay? And, and store it away and keep it. Hang on to it. Don't let go of it. But also, if 2911 is not your church, but you're looking for a church, then I hope you will hear something today that will help you decide, this is the church for me. Or uh, run out the door screaming and say, no, no, this isn't the church for me. Whatever it is, okay? You know, but I, I, want you to, I want you to hear. I want you to hear all this, okay? That we're not here just to be here. We're not here just to kill an hour and 15 minutes. We're not here just to check it off of a list or to make ourselves feel better because, hey, we started out the year good. Might not end it very well, but we start. No, there's more to it than that. We have purpose. And a church, not just 2911, every Christian church has, a, I believe, a threefold purpose, okay? Not going to spend a lot of time here, but let's remind ourselves of these things. Threefold purpose. Here's the first one. is to exalt God. 1 Peter 2 and 9. We read this one uh, in our last sermon series. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And lest we forget and think it's, we're talking about exalting God in this moment, this is just the beginning. You know, like that it's at the beginning of the week, right? But this is just the beginning. We declare his praises throughout the week based on how we live out this Christianity that we proclaim on Sunday morning. So it's not just about this moment. We exalt God all week long. Here's the second purpose that every church has is to help one another grow. We're here for one another. I'm not here today. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't have time to preach right here, okay? We're not here today just for ourselves. We're here for one another. Ephesians 4, 16. Jesus makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part, when each part does its own special thing that it's supposed to do, okay? As each part does its own special work, what happens if it doesn't, right? But if it does its own special work, every part, then it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And the converse is true, right? That if we don't do this, then that doesn't happen. So we're here to help each other grow. And here's the third purpose that we have as a church is to evangelize the unreached. Matthew 28, 19, 20. You heard this one before, the Great Commission, right? Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we have these three purposes as a church. And sometimes we we get off a little bit. We get in balance where we really focus on one. You know, I I think probably uh, most of the time we focus on that first one, exalting God, and we kind of forget the other two. 
We forget that we're here for one another. We forget that we're here for those that don't know Jesus yet. So we got to remember that. I mean, we do a pretty good job exalting God on Sunday morning for an hour and 15 minutes, but he wants to be exalted all week long. If we do that, we're going to help each other grow, and we're going to be evangelizing our communities as well. So those are, those are the things that every Christian church is supposed to be doing. So let's not forget those, okay? Let's remember those, that these are the things that we do as a church. But, you know, you got to flesh that out. What's that look like? Now, I don't, I don't know how 2022 was for you, okay? I know a lot of you, you had troubles, you were sickness. I mean, COVID hadn't gone away. The flu kind of came back with a vengeance this past, uh, this past fall. You know, and, and so there have been a lot of problems. Some of you have lost loved ones in the past year, 2022. And some of you say it was a tough year. But you know what? I, I got to say this. For a church, 2022 was a good year. For, 20, for 2911, 2022 was a good year. And, and let me explain myself to you, okay? It's because about a year ago, we were standing here doing what we're doing today, looking forward to a new year. And we, did, we, we discussed some things. We declared some things. And we chose 2022 to be about some things. And you know what happened? I gave you a list several, several weeks ago, but I've had to add to the list since then of things that happen, of good things that have happened through 2911 and in 2911 during the year of 2022. Here's that list again. Uh, and, and as I said, I added some to it, is a benevolence. Benevolence happened throughout the year because of your giving. If you're a tither at 29.11, there were, there were people blessed that you will never meet except on the other, si other side of, of this life and, and find out that you had something to do with it. Grow groups. We finally began really meeting together this past year. So that's a good thing. Somebody say amen. I mean, that's a good thing that we get to do that. Grow groups started this past year with the baby shower for nine mothers in our community. Parents night out, free to the community. Back to school teacher grants to 10 local teachers. Our built to last marriage conference. Uh, the fall fam fest, free to the community. Thanksgiving meal for Alabama Baptist Children's Home. 2911 Kids Food Drive. Kentucky Christmas Blessing. Royal Chicks Operation Christmas Blessing for the local kids. And we had real growth in our team ministry, not just numerically, even though we did have a, a good bit of numerical growth, but spiritually as well because as, as Justin has been talking about, some of these teens are really beginning to step up and grow and, and get deeper. Uh, also, investing in leadership is something we really started kicking off this past summer, and we've been really investing in our leadership and Maker's Coffee and the play space have become even more of a gift to the community. I, I'm proud as pastor because people tell me that this is such an awesome thing that you guys are doing in the community. And I get, to, I get to, you know, throw my shoulders back and say thank you, you know, that I get to be a pastor of this, these kinds of things. And all of these things happened in 2022, so how could I say anything but 2022 was a great year for 2911. You see, what we were doing is this is who we are. This is who we've always been. Some of you, some of you were part of the launch team of 2911 back 13 years ago. He said, this is who we are, but we've not been that for the past few years. Some of it we couldn't be, right, because of COVID and those things. But we're getting back to there. And so we've done this, and so thank God for this. But we can't lose that. We can't say, hey, 2022 is good, but now it's 2023. We got, we've got to keep going forward and keep pressing. And, and it's not that we've got to add more things to our calendar, but we've got to do this a little deeper in some ways. So, so here, here's kind of the question. The question for each of us, because this is awesome. And, and it's awesome to say that's my church, right? But the question for each of us individually is, was I involved in this? 
how, how, what was my involvement in those things? It's, it's great to sit here and say, yay, church. You know, yay, 2911. But how was I involved in those things? That's the question you, you need to ask yourself. And the decision you need to make about 2023 is at the end of 2023, if the Lord tarries, and we look back at another list like that, will I be able to then say, I was involved in that, and I had a part in that, and you know, I was part of that. Or maybe my thing that, that God has laid on my heart that I want to do, that it could be on that list next year. Man, that'd be an awesome thing, wouldn't it? And here, let me, let me show you something, if you, if you didn't notice. But if you notice that, let's see, let's back up. Um, hmm, I'd say from, definitely from back to school, most of all the way down, most of those things happen from September to December in that part of the list. What's, what, what, what's the lesson there? What's the inference that, is, that would be made by this list right here? Is it's not all going to happen in January. I ask you to make a commitment to five weeks in January. Be here five Sundays, but it's not all going to happen. Listen, you can go work out seven days this next week. But if you aren't still working out in July, you're not going to look any better than you look today. You can cut your calorie intake by half this next week. But if you've jumped back up and you're above where you were by August, you know, you're still going to be fighting the battle then because it's not going to happen. We, we, we set our mind to these things, but we didn't get them done until the last half of the year. And this is what we did. Today we set our mind to stuff. And that's what I heard Kurt say before service. I agree. I'm not a fan of resolutions because we make resolutions and we don't follow through with those things. I'm a fan of commitments. I'm a fan of saying this is who I am going to be in 2023. And this is how I'm going to be a part of what my church is doing. You know, I, I, that's what you and I have to decide today is whether we're going to be a part of something that is bigger than us, that is doing those things of exalting God, helping others grow, and then evangelizing the unreached. If we're going to be a part of that, we decide that right now today. And then we have to live it out because a lot of that is not going to happen in January because you're just getting started today. I mean, if you decide, I'm, I'm going to start a business in 2023, guess what? It ain't going to happen in January. You know, it's going to be a while because you've got preparation. You, I, mean, I mean, we've been sloughing off here for the last six weeks, right? I mean, we've just been, we just been eating and, and uh, getting presents for the last six weeks. We haven't been doing much. I, I, you know, I tell leaders all the time around September, October, I said, you've been, you need to start working on everything you want to get done. You've got to get done before the mid, mid part of November because nobody wants to do anything after that. You know, I, when I was in state work, when I was in state leadership in, in the denomination we were a part of back several years ago, you know, one of the things I loved about the holidays is I got three weeks off because nobody wanted to see me during Christmas and the New Year's. You know, I mean, I, I could sit at the desk, you know, and wait for the phone. It ain't going to ring. Nobody wants to see, you know, the state leader. And then they, they just want to, you know, preach their sermons and go home, you know, and everybody just have Christmas. Nothing's happened. I mean, if you're going to do something, you've got to commit today, and then you've got to live out that commitment for the rest of the year. So let's talk a little bit about really who we are as 2911, okay? Now, now these, aren't, these aren't the things that we necessarily teach at 101. These aren't the lists that we make, 
But there are, there are kind of four things that we are as 2911 that we need to make sure we still do this year, okay? And I think some of that we lost. Again, COVID and I, it had a lot to do with that. Some of that we've lost a little bit. But we started, we've started reclaiming this vision of who we are as 2911. Let's make sure as we go forward into 2023, we just hammer down on it a little bit harder, okay? And here's the first thing. One of the hallmarks of 2911 is that slide? Don't don't yeah, don't bring it up just yet. Okay, do you know? Have y'all y'all heard me say this? What is the one thing that pastor hears over and over that people say? You know, your church is the friendliest church I've ever been in. That is a, there it is. There's the hallmark. One of the hallmarks of 2911 is the friendliness of 2911. You know, and some of the sometimes I say it uh, when we're doing 101 with with uh, new attenders. You know, or, or people who are thinking about making 2911 their home. I tell them that I said we're we're you know. You came here, and you're still here, and you're looking at us because we're a friendly church. And you know, and if you're not a friendly, a friendly person, then you need to step it up because you're gonna, you're gonna decrease our friendliness. You know, you got to step it up. Okay, listen, I'm talking to you, Church 29. If you're not friendly, you need to step it up because we can't lose this. This is who we are. And you say, well, yes, that's that's Jesus in us. That's His Spirit that is in us. We talked about that Christmas spirit last week. Remember? If you were here, man, we had such a good crowd last, last uh, Sunday or Christmas Day. I was so proud of you guys for showing up. But we talked about that, how it's not a Christmas spirit. It's a Christ spirit that is in us. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of y'all recognize this right here? Y'all know what that is? Not, not the ladybug on the screen. But y'all recognize that? You know what that is? I always used to call it the five-minute rule but i've been trying to call it a five minute challenge because i don't want anybody to think we got a rule you know because i've been called a five minute challenge you know what that means that means after service you're going to see this after service might be on a different background but you're going to see a five minute countdown and what it is is we challenge you i challenge you as pastor i dare you to not talk to anybody in that first five minutes you're going to talk to the rest of the week you can say it in a more positive way you can say in those first five minutes i'm going to talk to people that i'm not going to talk to the rest of the week Okay, you know, uh, and I, I've said many times, I say this all the time, 101, my dad used to be the greatest offender of this because he was, you know, he was a retired pastor. So right after church, you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to talk to me about the sermon. You know, he wanted to talk to me about this and this. And I was like, Dad, we're going to eat lunch in just a moment. Let me talk to these people right here, you know, that I'm not going to have lunch with, you know. And I'd remind him, he knew that, but you know, he was just, oh, he just wanted to talk to me about the sermon. And man, we do want, we want to, we want to connect with the people that we already connect with. But if we're a friendly church, we've got to focus on some other people. Let me, can, let me tell you something. This year, 2023, let that run a little bit. I, I just want you to see how short five minutes is. You think, five minutes sounds like a long time. I, I, I can get a lot of preaching done in five minutes, right? Not enough, some of you would say, right? Maybe get a little more done in five minutes, right? But let me tell you something that's going to happen in 2023. People who don't know Jesus are going to come and sit in these chairs. And those people who don't know Jesus and sit in these chairs this, this year are going to be out the door in their car out on 31 driving home when this countdown is over in two minutes most first-time attenders are going to be out the door in two minutes that's all you've got with them you don't believe me I'll, sh I'll show you we got you know we got cameras all over the I can show you on the video show you how how fast so pick me out a first-time attender I can show you how fast they get out to their car in two minutes and so you know what I, I like uh, what Jerry Lawson said he, that he tells his people you know some you know like if you think I'm focusing too much on people besides you he, he says this to him he says you are as saved as Billy Graham 
you know, you're not going to get any more saved. So I can't, you know, I can't make you more saved. So let me spend just a few moments here and let me encourage you. Let's spend these first five minutes with the people who don't know Jesus yet. These people that are in here, maybe for the first and maybe the only time ever, we have to focus, we have to focus on them. And it's not, it's not just them. Because, you, you know, you kind of know the problems that your besties are having, right? Your best friends. You know the problems they're having. What you don't know are the problems other people in this room are having. And you're never going to find out. And you're never going to be able to be there. And, and, and those of you who say, I, I want to pray for people, well, you, you can't pray for people you don't know. You know, it's like all those things. So, so I want to ask you for a commitment right here, okay? I want to ask you, and um, I believe, Lexi, if you, it's closing service. I want you to hammer this at, at closing. I want you to remind us, Lexi, if you close. Is when we close, when we close and that five minutes comes up, I want you to recommit with me today for this year to observe this five-minute challenge every Sunday of the year. And, uh, and if you need to tell your best friend, hey, you're as saved as Billy Graham, i got to talk to somebody else that I don't know today. If you need to tell them that, tell, I want to, listen, I could ask you all to raise your hand, but, but uh, then I'm just, I'm just, I'm just calling, causing some of you to lie, okay? So I don't want to ask you to raise your hand. I want you to do this inside your heart right now. I want you to decide with the pastor right now that you will accept with me a recommitment to this five-minute challenge in 2023. Will you do that? Will you do that in your heart? And if we'll remind you, you might forget, but when you look up here and you see that, oh, oh wait a minute, you know, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate some of you guys, Jimmy Argo, let, you know, that'll say, say hey, well, you must not going to be talk to me that, talking to me this week because you talked to me during the five minutes, you know, that kind of thing. I appreciate people reminding me of that and understanding, okay? And we're going we're gonna to talk about that more this, 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 this month as well and about why we do this, but that's the why. Okay, so that's a hallmark. But you know what this leads into? This leads into our focus. You know, our focus at 2911 is this, okay? It's the unchurched. Yeah, uh, you've seen... Uh, you seen the T-shirts around? I saw one this morning. It's not about me. You know, what does that mean? Let me say this to you again, okay? Before you became a Christian, it was all about you. But once you came to know Jesus Christ, it's no longer about you. It's about somebody else who needs to know Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about us. Let me, let me read you a scripture right here. I, I, I said this a long time ago, I know, in a sermon or two. At 29 hours, but I've not said this in a long time, and I, I want you to understand something, okay? I, I, there's something I am not going to be happy as a pastor if I don't get to do something, okay? All right, if I don't get to do something, there's something if I don't get to do, I am not going to be happy. I'm not going to be fulfilled as a pastor. So you want you want your pastor to be happy, so he's not beating you up every Sunday, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I, well, I won't do that. But you want you want to you want your pastor to be fulfilled. Let's read this together. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Jesus tells the disciples, the Holy Spirit, I'm going back to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send him. The Holy Spirit's going to fill you up with power, so much power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I would like to underline Samaria, okay? Because as a pastor, I have always felt called to pastor the Samaritans. Now, you know, here's the, here's the way I see this scripture right here. Jerusalem, oh, that's the people who have always had it. Even though they've got a bunch of traditions to get in the way, they couldn't listen to Jesus anymore or whatever. I, I, I've never really felt called to people that already got it figured out. You know, I've never felt called to that. 
And even those in Judea that's kind of been on the fringe, you know, but they've always been right there in, 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 in Israel, but they're, right, they're just on the fringe a little bit. But the Samaritans, now, I'm not a missionary, you know. I'm not a missionary. I, you know, I, I don't feel called into another country. But Samaritans, those who don't know Jesus, because they are totally on the outside. They've never been really accepted and pulled into the whole church. They've never been a maybe a Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday morning. They've never been part of that, never been part of Grogers. Those Samaritans, the Samaritans, yeah, that's where I feel called. I'll try to wrap this up quick and say it this way. I have never wanted to pastor the same people for 20 years. Okay, now, now don't anybody get worried. I'm not about to reti retire and quit, you know, in a few minutes because, uh, because I've pastored some of you for 13-plus years, right? Here's what I mean. I want to pastor your friends, too. I want to pastor your family members. I want to pastor your coworkers. I want to pastor those kids that go to school with you. I don't want to just pastor you for the rest of your life. I want to pastor the, all these babies that are being born. I want to pastor, but I don't want to just pastor who we are today. I want to pastor those that we've yet to reach. Those, like those in Samaria, that have always been on the outside and never been a part of this. That's who I, that's who I feel called to pastor. So to pastor you, to help you see, wait a minute, this is our mission. In the United States of America, that's what we've got is we've got, we've got a mission field of Samaritans. Of people that maybe, you know, they're, they're related. And, man, I don't have time to get into all this. But, but how they're, they're kind of related, but they're not really a part of it yet. They've heard of church or they, they know that Christmas is about Jesus and Easter is about Jesus. But they really don't know all that. We, that's our mission field here. Our mission field is not the people that are going to Enon or, you know, or, or Gardendale First Baptist. You know, maybe they're ticked off at something at their church, and that's, our, that's not our mission field. Our mission field, we have a huge mission field right now of Samaritans who have never known Jesus Christ, even though they're growing up right here in our backyard. And that's who is, that's who is pastor. I'm telling you, that, that's, that's who I am, and that's who I want us to reach. So I want to ask you for another commitment today. I want to, I, I want to ask you for this commitment. I want to ask you to pray. You know, when I said I want to I, I, I want to pastor your friends and your family and your coworkers and your classmates, and did you think of anyone? Did you think of anyone? Here, here's, here's what I want to ask you for commitment. I want to ask you to ask God, show me someone that I need to somehow reach out to and get them to a Sunday service or a Wednesday teams. Or, 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 or kids. maybe it's kids and I need to bring them to kids' church or grow group or a meetup. Say, God, you show me somebody. I, I want to ask you, will you commit? Again, don't raise your hand. I just want you to commit in your heart right now. Will you commit to opening up your heart to say, God, speak somebody to me that I need to somehow reach out to and help them come just a step closer to Jesus this month? if I say this year some of you will wait to November but this month will you do that will you make that commitment with me let's commit to that let's commit to that okay and we're going to remind you of these commitments got four of them got, here's, here's our next thing okay here's another hallmark another thing about 2911 is about giving now, let me read this to you okay we aren't a giving church 29 I'm sorry we aren't a rich church but we've always had a high percentage of givers not people who show up to be blessed, but people who show up to be a blessing. That's who 2911 is. That's who we've always been. 
if that's not you, then change and get with the program or God, please help me say this in the right way. Maybe this isn't the church for you. But this is who we are. We're not a church full of rich people and people who give tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars every year. I'd say we probably had maybe about three years out of the 13 that we haven't struggled in some way financially because, you know why? Because it's like we're living to the edge. We're trying to do ministry. You know, we got another, we got another 10,000. Let's try to do something with that. We're trying to do that. Let's do something with that. Let's do something. And we've, and we've always, we, we're, we're not a rich church. We don't have rich people. But we've always had a high percentage of our attenders and our members were givers. So let me give you another commitment here. Let me challenge you. If, 29, if this, this whole vision thing that we've been talking about, all that stuff that we did in 2022, and now we're going to ramp it up and we're going to hang on to what, and do it even better in 2020, if, that, if that's the kind of vision you say, I want to be a part of that, then roll your sleeves up, get busy, but open your checkbook too and become a giver. And I, and I, can, say, I can say this because people, oh, he just wants our tithe money. No, I can say it because I will say this, is if you can't fall in love with that, kind of, if that's not the vision you're looking for, then please go find the church. You need to be a part of a church that makes you open your checkbook and pay tithes. Because if you don't, you're disobedient. And you do not, and if you can't be obedient at 2911, you need to go somewhere else where you can be obedient. You need to be somewhere that you feel so so positive about it that you're not, you're not just I like it but this is what I want to be a part of that you give sacrificially and you tithe because you can't be obedient if you're not tithing and, and you might be doing pretty well right now but listen God can only I used to hear preachers talk about winking at our sin God can only wink at our disobedience for so long and eventually eventually something falls apart because you know if you're a farmer and you don't go to the field to sow there's, there's, you know, you might get a little bit of crop left over from last year. You know, you might get a few things come up from last year, but you won't get a whole lot of weeds too. And eventually, though, all those seeds that you sowed last year and or whatever, they're going to be gone, and the harvest is going to fail you if you're not sowing. That's what's going to happen. You got to be a giver, and if you can't be a giver here, then that means you can't be obedient. If you can't be obedient here, then please go find the place that cranks your tractor so much on Sunday morning that you've got to open up your billfold and say, I'm going to be a part of this. You've got to do that. So that's my, that's my third challenge to you. That's my third commitment to you this morning, to commit to giving somewhere. That if you can't do it at 2911, you go find the place that you're supposed to be so that you can be committed in your giving because you can't be obedient if you're not giving. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.